I've struggled with confidence a lot in my life. And, uh, you know, one used to be like business or coaching and now I've done that so much. Right. And then it, with, within business, it shifted. I know with like sales calls initially having a higher ticket offer, like charging more for things and getting on the call. And then when it came to like, talk about the money, you know, lacking confidence. And I realized it was because I was attached to the outcome. Like I wanted the client, I wanted the money. And then once I started doing this for a while, which Matt, you know this, cause I've told, you know, I share a lot with you. I started getting some clients who were not ideal clients and I actually didn't enjoy working with them, mm. even though I got their money. And then once it shifted to like, no, I want this to be the right fit for both of us. I want to help someone. And I want to make sure like the money is not more important than having somebody I also enjoy working with. And then I would, I relaxed and I wasn't attached to the outcome. And then another one would be relationships, girls, mm -hmm. right? And that really goes back to the rejection, right? Like you're, you're interested in someone, you're putting yourself out there, you're vulnerable. Um, and I would say like, it's funny because I think about Taylor, I don't know, 10 years ago in college, never would have asked a girl out if I didn't think she was also interested in me, right? Mm -hmm. I had to have that kind of confirmation. Um, and months back, I asked a girl out and it was a maybe which turned into a no. And the difference, part of the difference is I wasn't attached to the outcome, mm -hmm. right? Whereas like maybe in college, it was like this codependence of like, I needed this relationship to work out for my life to be okay. Yeah. So you, you could, you know, put that in any area of your life, right? Do you need to get the promotion? And then that provides value to your life. Do you need to get the girl? And then that, you know, changes your identity. Do you need to make the football team? And that is your identity, right? But when it's just a piece of your life, all of a sudden you can show up with confidence. And if you show up with confidence, it's more likely that you're gonna get the promotion, the girl's gonna be into you, you're gonna, you know, perform better. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleaford. Welcome back, guys, to Modern Happiness. Welcome back, guys, to Modern Happiness. Welcome back to Modern Happiness. You are here with us, Taylor and I. What's up, guys? It is Matt and I today doing a little podcast. The two of us, we got a great topic for you. Uh, but to start off with, we just did a little three-minute meditation with Deepak Chopra. Oh, man. <laughs> which was incredible. I just want to tell you about it because this may have, soft talk acknowledged, been one of my favorite meditations I've ever done. He started walking us through. I just Googled short meditation with Deepak because he's my guy. Yeah. He's, he's our, our guy. guy. Yeah. Um, Jinx Yomina, he's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Um, and he started off, you know, focus on the breath, you know, typical things. And then he's like, all right, invite all of your stresses and worries in, in your life, everything you got to do, deadlines, et cetera. And so I started thinking about all the things I have to do. And he's like, okay, now think back to a memory from childhood. And immediately the first thing that came to mind was 2218 Dogwood Circle, Mount Dora, Florida, being in the front yard. What did you just say? Summer. That's my address. Oh, okay. Summer day. And me and my friends playing in the grass, like, football, whatever. And a huge smile. Just, I know you couldn't see me because your eyes were closed, Matt. Yeah. My eyes were closed, but literally ear to ear. I was just grinning and I was like, this is incredible. And the reason I want to bring this up is like, it, it just brought me so much joy. And it's just so funny how um, seconds before that I was like, and I kind of was feeling that this morning. I got a lot to do. Got a busy week. Um, I just signed up for a new coaching program, which we'll probably talk about a little bit. And I was like, okay, a lot of things, a lot of things. And then immediately I had that memory and life is so good. Dude. Life is so good. Oh my God. I, we, as Taylor was saying that we didn't even talk about this before. We just meditated and jumped right on the podcast and I high-fived him because yes, Deepak invited all the stresses in. I'm like, why are you doing this to me, Deepak? Like, I don't want to do this. And I'm going away this weekend for a long weekend. And I'm like, I got to get all this shit done today before I leave tomorrow, which is Friday. And yes. And then immediately he goes, think back to your childhood. And I immediately think of 152 Weed Street, New Canaan, Connecticut <laughs> in the backyard playing. Uh, we, we didn't play wiffle ball. We played like kind of stick ball essentially. And I just thought about making perfect contact with the tennis ball and running in the grass and sliding into second base with it all wet and me and my friends playing. And so I thought about exactly the same thing. And I was the same thing. I was like, 
God, I love those days. And I think it's such a beautiful thing. There's this quote, like the youth is wasted on the young mm. because we get to have so much less stress because our parents are taking care of us. They're worrying about the bills and we just get to like enjoy our life. Um, and that's kind of went through my head. I'm like, I know what you're doing, Deepak. Like, yeah, life, life doesn't have to be that serious. And, and in an instant, we could change our, I think this is where you were going. We can change our mindset on like, I'm stressed out, but oh, in an instant, I'm happy again. Yeah. It's kind of like happiness is a choice. It very much is. It's perspective, mm-hmm. it's gratitude. And it, it's just funny. As soon as I thought about, that's what went through my head. I thought about that moment. I was like, man, that was just so much joy and fun and in the present. And then I just, and then I briefly went back to some of the stressors or like, things I'm uncertain about in my life. And I was like, it's all going to be okay. Yeah. And, uh, so anyways, guys, just wanted to share that with you. Go check out Deepak if you haven't yet. Deepak's the man. Um, okay, Matt. So quick update. How's triathlon training going? Oh my God. Um, I, dude, I am, I'm getting obsessed with it. I haven't crossfitted in over a week. I haven't lifted any weights because even yesterday I was like, uh, I met up, uh, with a new friend and I was like, after that, I'll be near the gym. So I'll go to the gym. And it was deadlifting and clean and jerk. And I've been really loving that, just lifting some heavy weight. And I left that meeting and I was like, it's a beautiful day. And I'm like, why don't I go for a bike ride and run? Do a little brick training. Which for those of you who don't know, the brick training is, if any CrossFitters out there, if you've ever done Murph and you do your 300 squats and then you got to go run that final mile, your legs feel like brick. It's essentially, in the triathlon, you get off the bike and then you got to go run and your legs are just, you know, burning from the bike ride. And now they just feel like bricks. So kind of training that modality. And I was like, oh, why don't I do some of that? And you guys are training this weekend with the squad and I'm not going to be here. So I'm like, let me get that in. And I'm just, I'm just loving it so much. We, we talked about this on the triathlon episode where, where we dove deeper into it, but I haven't had something to train for like physically in so freaking long. I have goals for my business and and all this, you know, um, working on my, the mental game and, and whatnot and my inner work. But I've never, like, I just do fitness to stay in shape and to look good. I've never had something to really train for. And I'm, I'm falling obsessed with it. And I know I just kind of went down a little bit more than you asked for. But it's going so well, dude. I loved it. I biked 17 miles. I did an hour. I biked 17 miles or 18 miles or whatever. Uh, then ran a 5K in about an eight-minute pace. And that felt good. It was, like, it was tough, but it felt good. And, and, and swimming the other day was, like, swam a freaking mile and I finally have learned how to not be such a spaz and I'm able to slow down. It's like, I have one pace and it's flailing my arms and going as fast as I can, which is like ruins my breath. And I finally figured out last time I swam, which was by myself, how to slow down. And I'm like, Oh, this is how you swim longer distance without like gasping for air. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting there. I'm learning. And that was what my fifth time swimming. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. How about you, Taylor? Yeah, it's going really, really well. It's funny. Um, I've really shifted my focus, you know, more to that. I'm still doing CrossFit. Um, I believe that's important. I, I program for the gym, CrossFit Omnia that I'm at. So I'm going to keep doing the class wads. But like the other day I went in and I just did the class workout. And I haven't done that. I'm always doing a little extra. Like I like training. I like working on my weaknesses. And uh, I just did one class and I was like, wow. You know, maybe I'm, I, I've competed in CrossFit like, not at a very high level, but local comps, things like that. And I, I like doing that, pushing myself out of my comfort zone. But I'm like, you know, maybe it's it's time to move on to, it's just a class wad. Like, I don't think I'll ever stop CrossFit fully. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just do some other things. And like, I'm having so much fun because of the community. Like, yeah. we're, we're getting together, you know, so far this week, Maddie and I went and did a swim together. Uh, we went and did a track workout. Uh, this weekend, a bunch of us are going to do a brick workout. And I just love having a group to train with like I haven't had this since like high school sports and it's fun having that group and it's new and exciting we have this group text and the other side is I'm getting way more competitive like at first when I signed up I was like I just want to complete this like I actually was like I'm gonna see how little training I can do like keep doing CrossFit and now we have this group text and it's like uh you know Aaron's out of town in uh Clemson South Carolina and so she posts about like Oh, is at the pool with grandma and like running and at the lake. And then, you know, Billy is like ran, I think five miles or something the other day. And every time I get texts, I'm like, oh man, I should, I should probably go do something else. I should yeah. probably go do something else. Dude, that was why I didn't go to the gym. I'm like if I go to the gym, it's going to take up X amount of time. And it's like, well, biking takes a while. Like 
I biked an hour and then I ran 30 minutes. I'm like, that's 90 minutes. I can't also go to the gym. And I'm like, my priority right now is crushing this triathlon. Yeah. And yeah, seeing you guys in the text, like, oh, you did this track workout with Maddie. And I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to get some more running in. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So uh, super fun. Um, we'll keep you posted with how yeah, it's going. That's the quick up. That's the quote unquote quick update. Um, tell, I got a question for you before we get into the, our main topic, um, which is confidence as you guys have seen in the title already. Um, before we dive into that, I'm just curious, a life update. Mm. Is there anything you've been struggling with or learning the past week or two that you would care to share? Yeah, I, I would say it's not so much a specific thing that I'm learning. Um, however, I mentioned at the beginning, I just signed up for a new coaching program, a leadership program. It's 12 weeks. It's called the Uncivilized Leadership Crucible, um, being led by Traver Boehm, uh, who we had previously on the podcast. Uh, he is uh, leading a movement, Man Uncivilized, and uh, really resonated with, with him. We have a similar background. He got started in CrossFit and things like that. And um, now he, he's coaching a lot of men, leadership, you know, things like that. And it just, it felt right. I've been looking for a mentor in a program for a long time. It's probably been about a year, a little over a year since my last one. And um, so yeah, I had my first call last night and really it just feels good to be in that environment again. Like I was telling you, Matt, before the the call uh, or before we we started recording that, you know, I got on last night, it's a zoom call. It's a group of guys. And all of a sudden I got nervous again for the for first time in a while. Right. I, I've, I've led a lot of different coaching programs and I've been a part of a lot of different things. And it's like, Oh, now I'm back on the other side of the screen, if you will. And, um, at first it was kind of nervousness, you know, I know we're going to do intros. And then all of a sudden I like do what I teach my clients. And I said, feel the sensation, not the emotion. So the sensation would be like, you know, your stomach is in knots or butterflies and the emotion might be like nervousness or scared. And I just felt that. And, I, and then I smiled and I was like, Oh no, you got this. And then it turned into excitement. So, so it's just cool to be on that end. I think that everyone needs coaches and needs to learn. And so, um, yeah, I'm just taking it with an open mind and you know, this season of my life, some things have worked out where I have a little more space in my schedule this summer. So, um, it's cool to, to be learning from other people and growing and, you know, back in that student, white belt mentality. I love that. Never stop learning. Um, yeah, for me, it's, it's, uh, wow, really, I dove, I've been dove into this another program myself and, uh, cause never stop learning guys. There's always more to learn from other people. And, um, they're asking more questions on this mindset stuff, which I've learned so much from Taylor and I, and I'm, I, I like to tell myself I'm good with this stuff, but, um, well, anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually skip to the point. So this isn't too long, but essentially, uh, I, I've really realized I'm like, what am I best at and how can I do more of that? And I'm in this process of hiring out, which is scary as hell to me right now. And, but I'm leaning into it cause I know if I can get some stuff off my plate, not only will my business grow faster, but I can then do the stuff that I really love. And I love writing content. Well, I thought I loved writing content. And now that there's this shift of, if I were to hire out, if I were to give someone else writing the content and posting for me and doing some of this other outreach and other things I do to grow the business, if I were to give that up and I had more time, what would I do? What do I really love as far as growing my business? Not, you know, training and, and hanging out with friends, like inside the business, what do I really love and, and what am I best at? And it's this like understanding that like my energy is huge. That's my, that's my superpower, my energy and showing up and, and kind of getting people amped up. So I'm like, the best way for me to do that is through video. So I can speak and get people excited and, and, you know, kind of, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, um, use my words, use like the connotation of my words, like to get people excited about stuff. And I'm like, so the last about two weeks, maybe week and a half, I've just been recording videos. And I have my own other podcast, the personal trainer business accelerator. And, and it's much shorter, but I've been filming that too. So I can turn that into video content and I've been doing, and I just did yesterday, I did these two whiteboard sessions where I broke out my whiteboard and I started teaching like 10 minute videos that I'm going to do Instagram live. And I'm going to pull those out into smaller little clips and, and the idea is to have someone else do this for me, but I don't have anyone hired yet, but I'm like, I am fucking fired up about it. Instead of sitting behind the computer and spending three hours writing content, which is I'm quiet, you know, I'm not talking to myself when I'm writing. Now I can just stand up and 
talk to a video and it's way faster. I'm just like kind of off the cuff. I'll, I will outline, you know, some of these, um, some of this content, but I am just fired up about it. I'm like, I could spend three hours writing some stuff or I can spend three hours making these videos. And maybe it's a little less in the grand scheme of things. Like if, if I'm writing five pieces of content, five Instagram posts, maybe only getting three videos done. Um, but again, it's just firing me up. It's making me feel so full. And I think that's what I'm learning. It's like, wow, I don't have to do everything. First of all, I don't have to do everything. I can start hiring out, but what do I, what do I love and what am I best at? Let's do more of that because that's, what's going to attract my clients. I think what's important and you can correct me if you, if you don't agree is that you had to do that thing though, before you could get to this point, you had to write the copy and do the post and maybe do a little bit of everything to get to this point. Right. If someone's listening and they're like, I don't like this part of my job, mm. but you also got to ask, are you ready for that? Is your business ready for that? Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of it, right? Like I don't like sales and we talk about this, right? Are you not good at sales or do you really not like it? Have you even done it enough to know you don't like it? I think it's important to do sales, to do all the, if you're an entrepreneur, to do all the things in the business, because if you're going to hire someone, but you've never done sales and then someone who's on a sales call, it's like, dude, I'm over five in the last calls. Like, can you help me? Can you watch some of these sales recordings and see where I'm going wrong. It's like, no, I can't help you. I don't do sales. How, what kind of leader is that? Right? Oh, now I need to hire someone else who's an expert at sales to teach my person. So yeah, it's very important to go through this stuff. Uh, at the same time, I've been doing content per, for probably too long or ri- let's say writing content for too long. If I had this realization six months ago, you know, maybe, maybe I could have grown my business even quicker. So I think there's a good balance of like, yeah, do the thing, learn it, get good at it. And, and, then hire it out, but also like, I didn't have this realization until, you know, I'm in this new program and asking these different questions and, and leaning into hiring out that, oh, finally I'm realizing this where maybe I could have done it sooner. So there's definitely a balance there. Yeah. I love it. All right, Matt, let's dive in. So we're going to talk about confidence. Uh, we were, we were brainstorming on a topic for today and I know for me, this has really come up. So if you're, if you're a new listener, I'm a life coach, leadership coach, mindset, um, And I would say this is the one common denominator of every single client I've ever worked with and continue to work with is struggling with confidence in some capacity. What that looks like differs, um, but I think it's human nature in our DNA. Like we all struggle with it at some point, whether it's like, you know, that imposter syndrome or even just like doubting ourselves, or, you know, not, not being comfortable in our own skin. So we just felt like and this is something we've both struggled with before and continue to struggle with. Well, I was going to say, you always continue to struggle yeah. with it. No matter what point you get to, you might, you know, I'll use my life examples, but if I walk into a group of people who are making a million dollars a year as entrepreneurs and I'm down here, I'm going to start feeling comfortable. Do I have any value to provide? Things like that. Yeah. So it's always going to happen. And, oh, now I start making a million dollars, but now you're around people who make $10 million a year and you're always going to kind of feel this lack of confidence at some, some point in your life. And that's one example, but it can show up in many ways, obviously. Okay, Matt. So why do you think people struggle with confidence? I think the simple answer is that because you haven't done it, you haven't done the thing before Mm. because we all know, think of a place where you are confident. I'm confident taking photos because I've taken hundreds of thousands of photos and probably millions. I'm confident talking about what I teach because I've taught it a bunch of times on Instagram, in my course, all this stuff. Um, I'm confident, you know, on the baseball field, I'm confident in the gym because I've been in these places so many times where I'm not confident is in the pool hmm. swimming. So there's that lack of confidence there because I haven't done it. And then I look around and I'm like, am I doing this right? I, I showed up with no goggles, no swim cap. I feel like an idiot. Now that I learned I, that was an obvious thing. And it's like, damn, I feel so dumb. And this confidence is all of a sudden it's like affecting how I show up. So I think the easy answer people struggle with confidence is when they haven't done something. Yeah. I think there's a James clear quote that is confidence come from, comes from preparation. Mm. And it's exactly like what you're saying. I think one thing I'll add to it is, uh, it's because of fear and more specifically fear of rejection. Mm. This is something Traver talked about on his podcast and a lot. And I've really been thinking about it just in my own life and, and the lives of others. And, and really it's like, okay, why do we lack confidence? Cause we're afraid of rejection in some capacity, whether it's getting made fun of, you know, the girl saying no, um, not getting the job. Like we want to fit in, right? It's like part of our human nature is like, we want, you know, when I think about confidence or like being at a party or being in a new room or like, 
meeting new people, it's like, if immediately you're like, oh, I want to say the right thing. And maybe that, or you're, you're questioning what you should say or how you respond. Or I even think about that call I was on, you know, last night, uh, it's all men in this group and there's a bunch of people. And it's like, you, you very quickly could go into like, oh, what should I say versus like, what am I actually feeling? And I think we are afraid of rejection. Dude, this is bringing a really good point to my mind where it's like, what is confidence? Confidence is saying what you want because you know you're right, essentially. Right? I'm going to come in here and I'm super confident to tell you that, no, you shouldn't do this. You should be doing this. Or like, this is how I've done things and it's worked really well for me. And where you lack the confidence is, like you said, when you're afraid of, of saying the wrong thing or being rejected. And I think that that's where that comes in those new situations. But it, it, when you were talking, I was kind of thinking like, you know, when, when have I lacked confidence have been afraid? And it's like, I actually have something good to say, but I'm afraid that maybe someone else has said it or maybe I don't have as much experience. So they probably know it better than I do. It's like, no dude, you know it. Yeah. So just fucking say it. But I'm afraid of being like looking like an idiot essentially. And I think a little bit of it too, to add on to what you're saying is maybe a lack of belief in yourself, mm. right? Which yeah. goes back to what you said earlier, like preparation. Like if you've done the thing, you know, if you've coached something a thousand hours, you know that it's the right thing. So it's easy to do Wait, that. Now, now here's the thing, because now that I'm thinking about this and we're talking about it, I'm in this group and it's very big on um, making connections inside the group. There's a hundred, there's 99 other people in the group and like I can teach niching down and marketing and sales and things like that. And part of it's like give so then you can receive in the group. Um, it's a lot of teaching everyone else what you've learned. And I'm like, I could help people with niching down, but for some reason I'm like afraid because of these other people in there who also do it and also have bigger businesses than me. So now I'm afraid again. Yeah. Which comes back to the rejection. Yeah. Right. And then also I think part of it is not just that like you believe that you're right, but you're okay with whatever the outcome is, right? So, well, so it's, I think that's the getting over it part. Yeah, but if you're, if you're confident in yourself, and, and part of that is like, if you're attached to the outcome, right? That's where you could potentially lack confidence. So if it's, it's your why, like why are you, are you trying to provide a value because you want to help people? Or are you trying to say the right thing so that you sound smart? Okay, that's perfect. And this is what I talk about to my clients where, you know, it's all about when you're afraid and you're not confident, you start thinking about yourself. And this is exactly what I'm doing, right? I'm in this group. I want to teach some people niching down. I know a bunch of people in this group are struggling with that. And instead of doing that, all I'm thinking is, well, the, there, there, there are these other high level people. And if they watch my little webinar or whatever on niching down, they're going to be like, Matt's stupid. And now I'm thinking about me. And if we switch it, instead of I'm thinking about, but I have people I can help. And even if my information is not as good as someone else's, even if that's the case, my information is good enough to help those people who need help. So when we start thinking about who can I help, who is this going to help? How can I serve? That's when you're able to let go of that fear of being judged and not being accepted and instead focusing on the people that I can help. There are people I can help. So let's think about those people. Even if I help one person, this is a success. Yeah. So I've, I have two really good examples of where I sh I've struggled with confidence a lot in my life. And, uh, you know, one used to be like business or coaching and now I've done that so much. Right. And then it, with, within business, it shifted. I know with like sales calls initially having a higher ticket offer, like charging more for things and getting on the call. And then when it came to like, talk about the money, you know, lacking confidence. And I realized it was because I was attached to the outcome. Like I wanted the client, I wanted the money. And then once I started doing this for a while, which Matt, you know this, cause I've told, you know, I share a lot with you. I started getting some clients who were not ideal clients and I actually didn't enjoy working with them, mm. even though I got their money. And then once it shifted to like, no, I want this to be the right fit for both of us. I want to help someone. And I want to make sure like the money is not more important than having somebody I also enjoy working with. And then I would, I relaxed and I wasn't attached to the outcome. And then another one would be relationships, girls, mm -hmm. right? And that really goes back to the rejection, right? Like you're, you're interested in someone, you're putting yourself out there, you're vulnerable. Um, and I would say like, it's funny cause I think about Taylor, I don't know, 10 years ago in college, never would have asked a girl out if I didn't think she was also interested in me. 
right? Mm -hmm. I had to have that kind of confirmation. Um, and months back, I asked a girl out and it was a maybe which turned into a no. And the difference, part of the difference is I wasn't attached to the outcome, mm -hmm. right? Whereas like maybe in college, it was like this codependence of like, I needed this relationship to work out for my life to be okay. Yeah. So you, you could, you know, put that in any area of your life, right? Do you need to get the promotion? And then that provides value to your life. Do you need to get the girl? And then that, you know, changes your identity. Do you need to make the football team? And that is your identity, right? But when it's just a piece of your life, all of a sudden you can show up with confidence. And if you show up with confidence, it's more likely that you're going to get the promotion. The girl is mm -hmm. going to be into you. You're going to, you know, perform better. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, how do we do this? Because it's, it's exactly that, right? I remember when we went golfing last summer and the cart girl was really cute. Uh -huh. And I've been talking about this recently, but I'm like the pain, the pain of you guys are like, go ask her out. You know, it's getting dark and she's cleaning up her car. She's cleaning up like the ice in, in the cart. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, well, two things. I'm like, first of all, if she says no, it doesn't matter. That's not a reflection of me. That's a reflection of her. Maybe she's not in the right place. She doesn't find me attractive. That's okay. There are plenty of people who do. Yeah. And it's not personal. It's not personal. Exactly. And the second thing is that I would have been way more pissed, way more upset with myself if we went and then we went out to dinner and got drinks and I'm like, damn it guys, like I should have just done it. I should have just done it. Like, I don't want to have that feeling. We talked about this way back, I think in the failure podcast or whatever, like one of the very first episodes when I went up on stage in Boston and played guitar. I don't want to be sitting later that night or the next day being like, damn it, I should have just, you know, done that thing. I would so much rather just ask. And then if I get the no, I think this is the important part. What happens then? Are you dependent on that? Yes. Because for me, and I've come a long way through this stuff that I am not dependent on that. Yes or no. I can go home knowing that I am good with myself, that if I get rejected by a girl, it's all good. There are plenty of other girls. Again, it's not personal. It's not a reflection of me. It's just, I'm not her type. Like I shouldn't be everyone's type. Nobody likes this. Yeah. Not everyone likes this long hair, white boy look. <laughs> and I, I love what you said. I, I think that is really important where is it dependent? So ultimately the first step is an aware, awareness, right? If you are lacking confidence in some area of your life, you need to do some d digging. Why? Why are you lacking confidence? And it's likely because you're dependent on that to make you feel better or make you feel complete or fulfilled or, or happy. And so maybe it's looking at other areas of your life, right? If it's in relationships, it's like, okay, what's your business like? What is your friends like? What is your health like, right? And if those other areas aren't doing well, maybe that's where you should spend more time. You know, start meditating, start journaling. Like if the people around you are, are negative and bringing you down, find some new people, right? Because you are looking for that, a potential relationship to shift all of that, or maybe a potential job or how much money you're making. This is precisely what Traver talked about on his podcast. Is that episode 23? He's like, you got this big pie chart. And if your pie chart is like 10%, this one thing and 90%, I need my partner to like say yes when I have sex or I need this validation from my partner, then you're really codependent. You're not independent. And, um, if your pie chart is filled up with, I have my workouts, I have my friend, I have my business. I can go outside and what Trevor said, like shoot, you know, my bow and do some archery or, you know, for us, bike, swim, run. I could do any of those things, go to CrossFit. I, I, I have my friends. I have all these other things. So when I get a no here, I have all these thing, other things that, this is me. This is who I am. And I don't need this yes or this thing to validate me. And if we're going back to confidence, that's what's, that's what's stopping us from being confident because it's just that direct correlation of you have no confidence because you're afraid. You're afraid of being accepted. Is there ever a confidence issue, Taylor? Let me ask you. I'm just so curious now that we're talking about this. Like, you ever have a confidence issue by yourself? Elaborate. What do you mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think about this live on camera, but it's like, if you're completely alone, no one's around. Like, are you worried about looking stupid? You're like, I'm going to put my favorite song on, close all the shades and just dance. Oh no, not Are you all. worried about being conf a confident dancer? No way. It's, it's related to somebody else. It's always someone else. I think so because, um, yeah, I'm not a dancer at all, but man, if I, if something goes well, if I have a killer 
you know, phone call with a client, I will just, you know, blast some Mac Miller and go wild Yeah, and probably look silly, but I don't care. Right. But the moments where like, it really, for me, comes a lot to that fear of rejection. Right. And like, cause if I, if I use that same example, if it's like dancing out at a bar or something and there's pretty girls who I'm trying to impress, like all of a sudden I like get in my head. Yeah. And how do I get out of my head? Not caring. And that's like, that's why I like think about, you know, you're with your best friends and you're just goofing off. And it's like, you can be the silliest version of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But I I think that, and that's why like confidence is so important, right? Because it's ultimately you about just being yourself. And this is why we want to talk about this. Like this comes up a lot with clients. And really what what I help clients do is become the best version of themselves, right? And what that looks like depends on the client, right? So some people, they want to move on in their career. Some people want relationships. Some people just want confidence in life, right? Being around other people. Um, And the thing is, if you show up the best version of yourself, you're more likely to reach any and every goal, right? Because you're going to be energized. You're going to be more fulfilled. You're going to be happier. And people are going to want to be around you, right? It's polarizing. Like, Confidence is attractive, right? And again, that confidence is different than arrogance. But like um, someone who believes in themselves is attractive, you mm-hmm. know? And if you think about, think about anyone in your life, you know, who you love spending time with. Like if you have a group of friends and you're like, oh yes, Mike's going to be at that party. Sick. Mike is always a good time. And then all of a sudden, you're, or it's like, oh, Mike's not going to be there. It might not be as good. You know, it's like, okay, what makes Mike different? It's likely because he's just himself, and he's fun and he's, you know, intentional. And that's why confidence is so important. That's why we want to talk about this because when you can just step into, you know, yourself and relaxing and being comfortable in your, so, your own skin, it's so powerful because you're going to show up with more energy, right? If you show up to a, a job interview, like people are going to want to work with you. People are going to want to be around with you. People are going to want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. So Taylor, how have you become more confident? Mm, this is a great question. Uh, a big part of that is language, yeah. which this is, you know, what I teach in, in mindset. I was hoping you'd say that. Abracadabra. Mm-hmm. With my word I create, I cast spells, right? So a big one is mantras. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll, stick, I'll stick with mantras. So a mantra, the way that I, I use a mantra is an I am statement that is Uh, supporting you in your goals or essentially what we call identity shaping, right? And it's like, you know, if you're someone, the, there's this example that I really like, I've been using a lot lately, but if you're working in middle, middle management in like a corporate job and one day you want to be a CEO while you're in middle management, you got to do CEO shit. Mm -hmm. You got to do high level stuff. You got to, you got to walk with a little swag. You got to like, do the extra work. You got to come to the table with big ideas. You don't wait till you're the CEO to start acting like the CEO. Right. Mm -hmm. And confidence is the same way. And you know, the thing is with mindset, most people think that to have a positive mindset or improve it or improve the way you think, you just got to think happy thoughts. And, and actually it's the words you use that have the biggest impact. Right. So if you constantly say like, Oh, I'm not good enough or I'm lazy. And this talks, this is, you know, self-talk to, even if it's in your head or if you, if you say it to friends. So a mantra is powerful to help you shift into that person, right? So if you want to be confident, you can say, I am confident. And the thing is, it's likely if you're not confident, when you say that, when you write that down, it's not going to feel real. You're going to feel resistance. And I would tell you that's normal. Keep saying it because if you say it enough, then you start to believe it. And then once you believe it, you become it. So uh, a great example for me is I, be, I became very confident in my coaching life, my personal life. Like I just felt comfortable in my own skin. And then I realized at one point that anytime I was in a new place or environment, I lacked confidence, right? So that could be new, joining a new gym, going to a party, being around a new group of friends. Um, and I heard a friend of mine uh, once say that he had a mantra that said, I am confident at new tables. And that really stuck with me. And I realized that these mantras I had for confidence, I needed to shift, you know? And so for me, it was a reset, right? And I actually, I wrote this down last night before I got on that Zoom call. And I said, I'm confident at new tables. And it just reminded me that, you know, one, once you get better at confidence, it's easy to do that in the areas of your life that you normally do. Um, but then, I needed to be confident in, in other areas. So by saying that, I started to believe it. And then 
I can just say it if I'm going into a party or meet new people and it's a reminder of like, oh yeah, be yourself. That's really what the reminder is for me. I love when you say, say it again. Once I say it, I believe yeah, it. Yeah, if you say it enough, then you start to believe it. And once you believe it, you become, become it. That's what I was waiting for you to say. Yeah, I think this is, uh, you know, when I teach this to my clients, I'm like, I want you to pick something, two things. I want you to pick something that you feel really far away from, but that also you want. So you want to be more confident. If you want, if you don't consider yourself a businessman, I want you to start saying, I'm a businessman. That's also because that's something you want, right? And I, obviously it's a business course that I'm in. And, you know, the language is so important. If you want to, I always use, use the sales example. But if you continually say, I'm not a salesman, I'm not a salesman, I suck at sales, I hate sales. But then you got to get on a sales call. And right before you pick up that phone, you're like, oh, man, I suck at sales, I'm just not a salesman. You can already, you'd hear, right? It just yeah. happened. My voice got low. And I even, if, if you're watching, I kind of like, my head dropped a little bit, my shoulder sagged. So how are you going to show up on that call? Not well. And yes, we can do the things, but if you continually, if you just keep doing sales calls, keep doing sales calls, but you keep saying, I'm not good at sales, I'm not good at sales, it's going to be slow, pro you'll probably get better, but it's going to be slow progress. But instead, if you were like, I am an excellent salesman, I'm so good at sales. And look, you can already hear it now, right? All right, my voice is getting higher and more excited. And I even pump my chest out a little bit. I'm like, I'm so good at sales. I'm so good. And then when you go pick up that phone, look at my energy's already up. And then I'm going to go in there confident. And yes, it might feel like it's not true at first, but that's the point. Like you said, it's identity shaping. And a big anecdote from me, I've been telling the story a lot recently. And so when I grew up, I had braces. I had this palate expander. I had an underbite. Oh, I didn't know this. I had an underbite. I get it from my dad. This thing, like it was at the top of my mouth. It was like a, it was like a, it looked like an orange starburst, but with this metal thing in it. And he would take this crank and he'd crank it. And it would essentially, I think it's just like pulling my mouth forward or pulling my lower jaw backwards to fix the underbite. If only you would have known to nasal breathe when I was a kid. Is that all it took? Yeah. And <laughs> another topic. Or I wasn't born with it. Um, cause my dad does have an underbite too. And anyway, um, and, uh, so, so with all that, and then I have this like really deep roof of my mouth compared to most, like when I had a retainer as a kid, I'd see other people's retainers and they're like way more flat. Mine is like, this, it looked like the fucking Grand Canyon. And I'm like, wow. So all this stuff in my head, this story I'm creating and I slur my words and I mumble and then I'd have these great thoughts, but then I would stutter and I couldn't articulate my thoughts well. And that was a story I continued to tell myself. And that's the identity that I created for myself. I'm not a good speaker. I'm not a good speaker. So for probably like a year and a half, I would tell myself, I'm a powerful speaker and I'm great at articulating my thoughts. Whew, nailed it. Sometimes I do that and then I stumble over the words. I'm like, well, well that really defeated. That was counterproductive. Oh, uh, you crushed it. <laughs> so I'm a powerful speaker and I'm great at articulating my thoughts. And every day I would write that down and I would say it out loud and I would start to believe it. And not just that though, I would also practice it. And that was practicing showing up on my Instagram stories, talking to the camera. And yeah, used to mess up a lot and be like, hey, and I'm like, fucking slurred my words. Of course I did. Like, nope, I'm a powerful speaker and I'm great at articulating my thoughts. And now when I record, you know, typically if I, if I mess up a video, it's because I'm, I don't know, my thoughts are everywhere or I didn't know what I was going to say. But if I know what I'm going to say, I can get it done in one shot. And that came with practice, but that also came with believing that creating this new identity that I am a powerful speaker and that I am great at articulating my thoughts and believing that and becoming it and practicing it. So as far as confidence comes, I would lack confidence because, oh boy, I'm going to talk in front of the camera like I suck at speaking. And then there's no confidence there. So then when I go to do it, I'm like, I'm going to fuck this up. Yeah. You, you start telling yourself this story Yeah. and then it becomes true. Yeah. And the thing is you have the power to write a new story. I, I have a question for you. So, I have a client, if she's listening, I haven't talked to her about this, but I'm going to throw it out there because I've seen it from other people too. And yes, I know. Okay. So ADHD, I know it's an, you know, it's a medical condition. Like it's legit, but there are all these people and, and it's any, any other condition you might have and even injuries, right? I have a bad knee, but I have ADHD. So I have trouble focusing. I have trouble focusing. Mm -hmm. You continue to tell yourself that because now you're validated. And I, I think this is a guest that we want to have on who struggle with PTSD and he's like, I didn't know what was wrong with me. And then I got diagnosed as um, PTSD, 
anxiety and depression. It's like, now I have this label and it's almost like this excuse. Like, yes, it's a medical disorder, yeah. but now it's almost this excuse that you adopt that as your identity. This is who I am. Yeah. And I, I'm curious your opinion on how dangerous can that be to limiting yourself, having less confidence to be like, I have ADHD. Yeah. I just, I'm not good at listening. So that makes me not a good coach and <laughs> sorry, I'm distracted. Yeah. Um, you know, I won't talk on ADHD because I'm not a medical professional and, you know, I don't have that, but I think it really applies to anything that like, um, you know, I remember coaching at a previous CrossFit gym and there's people with asthma and they're like, oh, and by the way, I know asthma is real, but also this whole like exercise induced asthma, like is, uh, there's a lot of false information about it. Mm. And there's a lot of people who just go to and an get an inhaler cause they're out of shape. And that's a very real thing, mm -hmm. right? I'm not saying that's everyone, but that's very true. And it's funny. You've been on the couch for 20 years. You used to smoke regularly and you start doing CrossFit and you get out of breath and you can't breathe. Yeah. You're doing CrossFit. You're mm -hmm. doing it right. Like it's not, Oh, I got to take a puff in the middle of the workout. It's like, no, this is hard. Yeah. You I'm think, breathing hard. You think Matt Frazier's not breathing hard, but you're not, <laughs> you're not used to what that is. And, and so I think the premise of what you're getting at is like a hundred percent true. Like, it's not to say that you still struggle, right? Like I've had clients, um, on the autism spectrum, right. And we did a lot of sto story work, um, because the language that that client would use was like, I'm not good enough, or, uh, I'm not good at this, or I'm not good at that or et cetera, et cetera. And I just helped her with her language and say, uh, I used to not be good at this or I'm learning to get better at this, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't completely change it, but again, I, these are very real things that we're talking about and yeah. you still can struggle with it. However, let me put it this way. You're not helping yourself by constantly saying, oh, I have this, X, I have X, Y, and Z, whether it's PTSD, a disorder, I'm a lazy person. No, I just, I came from a lazy family, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. If you keep telling yourself that it's, I would say it's gonna exacerbate the symptoms. Yeah. So if we shift that, really, what do you have to lose? It's true. This, I mean, this is what we talk about with happiness as a choice. Yes, you can be sad, but do you really want to continue being like, life sucks, life sucks, life sucks, woe is me, all this stuff? Well, guess what? That's going to continue to make you sad because you keep bringing it up. So what do you have to lose by forcing a smile, by taking a walk? I don't want to go outside. I don't have the energy for it. Like, I just don't not feeling good. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not working. <laughs> so maybe we can go get some sunshine. What do you have to lose? Do you really want to be sad all the time? Right. Do you really want to be whatever it is you're telling yourself? These limiting beliefs. Do you really want that? Or what do you have? I love that. What do you have to lose by just changing the language? And that's okay. Most people aren't aware of that, that they're even doing that. And that's kind of the point of the podcast, right? That right. we're talking about this stuff. But, you know, I had this in this, in this mentorship I'm in too, talking about, um, um, oh fuck. What was it? Oh man. I totally lost my thought. Okay. okay I'll dive in yeah, if it comes it. back to you. So one, one thing I do want to add to this aside from the mantras and the language is change your relationship with rejection. Mm. Again, we're talking about Trevor a lot on this, uh, incredible guy really got this idea from him. And you know, that's the thing. If, if it's fear or rejection, whatever it is that you're lacking confidence, go fail more yeah. and then it won't hurt. Right. If I, I like using the example of relationships cause everyone's been there, right? Ask a girl out, ask a guy out. You're like nervous. You're scared. Like, what if they say no, it's embarrassing. Um, you know, and I mentioned at the beginning, like 10 years ago, I'm only asking girls out that I know already like me. Yeah. Now I'm asking girls out. They're saying no. Cool. Because I have a relationship with rejection. I've been rejected. And the more you get rejected, it's like, okay, cool. It's not me. You know, it, the, the more you fail, the easier it is to fail, right? Because you're not so like, you can't go through life never having failed. So I'd say like, whatever specifically you're lacking confidence in, whatever area that is, right? Like if, if it's not getting a job, go apply for 10 more jobs mm -hmm. and get 10 more no's. And then you'll realize like, okay, this is just part of it. It's, it's not anything specific about me. You know, you just need to get the reps in and you can start small. You can start in like more safe environments. Right. But, um, I think that's what it is, is people never put themselves out there. So it seems like a bigger, scarier thing than it is. And the more that you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah. That's just kind of where I'm at. What I mentioned earlier about hiring out. I've never hired before. 
and I like to think I'm a good leader and all this stuff, but like, whoa, now I'm going to, you know, maybe have a teammate or a part-time teammate, someone I'm kind of responsible for. And, uh, that's scary. It's in, and if I really dive deep into that, it's like, why is it scary? It's like, oh, because maybe I'll find out that I'm not as good of a leader as I think I am. So that's going to challenge my beliefs on myself. And that might make me feel like a failure. Okay. Let's work this out. This, this is something that all my clients go through who lack confidence. They think about that. They're like, what if this, what if this, what if this? Okay, Matt, what if you're not the leader you thought you were? Then what? Well, I mean, I was going to go to this myself, but I appreciate your coaching always. Um, well, I'll just learn how to become it. I love it. I mean, I'm at this point now where I love that. If you can expose some flaws that I was unaware of, and now I can work on that and become better at it, then fuck yeah, let's do it. Good. I can, I've never had an employee, so I'm not expected to know how to have an employee, yeah. or even if it's part-time or whatever, a virtual assistant, whatever I end up hiring. Um, so awesome. Great opportunity to learn. I will learn how to become a better leader. And I knew that was going to be your answer. <laughs> even though that thought is going through your head, it's like, oh, cool. Like this is something I was not aware of. It'll bring awareness to, oh, now I can get better at this. So again, everything that we talk about, episode one, happiness is a choice. It's about mindset, right? So even if there is something you're worried about, it's like, okay, you can learn something from it. You know, you can either choose to like take that information and better yourself and better your life or just be sad forever. You are in complete control. This is what I was going to say before. If you like, where are you not taking responsibility? And if you, if you're like, I'm totally responsible, everything that happens to me, like I know I take part in it. It's like no one is hundred percent feeling responsible. So you can look at this another way. What are you complaining about? And you know, I've talked I'll just openly say it like my roommate comes and he's like, keep, keep drinking. Uh, Like I gotta, I gotta fix myself. I need to do better. And he drinks again, then complain, complains to me in the kitchen. wants to have these conversations about it and I'm fucking sick of it. And I complain about all the time. That is me not taking responsibility. I should have the conversation with him and be like, Hey, listen, I don't want to have these conversations with you anymore. If you're not going to change the way you're acting, then I don't want to talk about this anymore. But I'm not taking responsibility and see, so that's a choice. And now maybe you're thinking, well, yeah, Matt, well, what about a time when someone rear ends me in the car? That's not my fault. I was driving. They hit me. They were texting and driving. What a douche, you know, screw them. How could I possibly be responsible for that? But when you start to look at these things differently, well, maybe you could have left a bit earlier. Maybe you drove through that yellow light that put you in that exact moment where that person, that car was behind you. You chose to drove in the left lane. You could have stayed in the right lane. You could have taken an Uber to work. All these things, right? I'm going to work. There's always traffic and I end up being late or I'm never, I'm not really sure how much traffic there's going to be. How can I fix traffic? You know, I leave at five and I leave an hour early and I get there. It's like you could leave an, even an hour earlier than that and completely avoid the traffic and go to a coffee shop next to your office and do work there before work starts or scroll on Instagram. We're all doing that, right? Scroll on Instagram there instead of at home. There's always a way to take responsibility. And when you start to do that and start taking that ownership, I don't even know how we got here, but if you start taking that ownership and it's just that mindset where it's like, I am in control of everything in life. And that's how you respond to stuff and how you're showing up or not showing up. I think that's kind of, if we lead it back into confidence, you are in control. And if you start to have that awareness, where am I not taking responsibility? You know, where am I stopping myself because I'm lacking confidence? And why is that? And asking yourself those questions like I did. Why am I so afraid to hire out? Because I might get exposed as not a good leader as I thought I was. Oh, cool. Now that I'm aware of that, I'm ready to dive in because now I know that that might happen. And if that happens, well, all I'm going to do is just take ownership and learn to be a better leader. Love it. Did love I, it, did I, did love I fully it. circle that back into? Yeah. So, like, I mean, I really just have some final thoughts on that. You know, if you're listening one, if you're struggling with confidence, welcome to the club. Mm-hmm. We all do myself included. I know I will in the future. Um, so I'd say it's normal and it's not anything wrong with you. And then number two is like, you can do something today to improve that. And the, the, the simple ways are changing your perspective, getting the reps in, you know, putting yourself out there more, fa- you know, failing more, getting rejected. Um, and then looking inward as to like, what, what is the bigger thing of why you're lacking confidence in one area? 
And what can you do to improve that? Taylor, how will you improve your confidence today? Ooh, uh, yeah, it's really what I, what I just said. Anytime I find myself lacking confidence, uh, well, so one thing specific, give me something specific. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, one is I would, you know, I would say business, like I'm confident in what I do. It's more like getting new clients, right. Make, making more money and things like that. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh man, am, am I going to have the launch? Like, you know, am I going to get the clients? Right. Cause what I do, it's not like, oh, I just get a paycheck every month. Yeah. Like I gotta get, I gotta get my clients and you know, it's, it's just that self doubt and you know, whatever. And really how I do that is if I just keep doing the things. Sh- should you go live on LinkedIn today? <laughs> C- can you go live on LinkedIn? I'm- yeah. It's, it's new ish. It's probably okay. new last year, but they're, they're pushing it. You can go live on LinkedIn. Nice. Uh, yeah, I just got on LinkedIn to, you know, expand and grow and yeah, as far as business goes, it just keep doing the things. Smash and, that connect button on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, trying to get some connections, guys. So uh, Taylor Sleaford, go look me up. Um, yeah, it, it's just doing the things. And then I would say it's like an awareness. So if I do find my, a specific scenario where I am uh, nervous, I'll journal about it. Uh, and then I'll lean into it. You know, if it's if it's like a girl I want to ask out or like, you know, I'm afraid to have a, a hard conversation because of how it might go. I'm like, now I'm at a place. Okay. I definitely have to do that. Yeah. And yeah. That's, I really yeah. lean into making that happen quickly. That's where I'm at. I'm leaning into the, if, if I don't want to do it, I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's exactly what we were talking about earlier in this course where I'm like, Oh, I could teach people niching down, but I haven't done it. Part of it's, there is some time that I don't putting the time to that, but um, yeah, there's also that fear of, oh, these other people are going to judge me. And, and this is what I teach my clients. So it's always hard to, you know, do what you're teaching sometimes. I'll, yep. I think you'll find that if, if there are any entrepreneurs listening, like you'll find you teach something and you're like, I teach confidence. Sometimes I lack confidence. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to remind yourself of that. But just so I tell my clients, like if you can help one person, then do it. Stop worrying about what other people are going to say about you. So for me, I'm going to get in that group and I'm going to teach some niching down let's go baby so i can help some people i love it yeah all right guys this has been fun uh if any of this resonated with you as always feel free to reach out to us we'd love to help in any way reach out guys if you love this podcast i know everyone says this but it really does go a long way to give it five stars to leave a review we appreciate it so much it helps spread the word on itunes and spotify and gets us on those you know suggested podcasts so if you like it The more reviews to leave, the better. You can only leave one. But if you haven't done it yet, please take 90 seconds of your day and please leave us a review. Share it with your friends. Post on Instagram. All the things. All the things. We appreciate you guys. Yeah. Love you. And until next time, peace out.